Welcome to FNZ Reality. Looking for new challenging ideas? For testing your beliefs and mindset? Join us to get your mind properly stretched to unlock your curiosity. Remote work has certainly created opportunities for us, like allowing many workers to work from home and spend more quality time with family and widen talent pools for many employers. However, remote working also exposes social risks. Workers are experiencing burnout and loneliness. In this episode 5, Zuzana and I reflected about remote burnout and ways to deal with it. Welcome everyone to episode number 5 of season 2 of our podcast F plus Z Realities. Today, today we want to focus on the pandemic and remote workout setup, how it helped us achieve the work-life balance that we've always been dreaming about. We have more time for our families, we have more time to exercise, we have more time to take care of our mental health, physical health. We don't need to spend all this time commuting. So aren't we living our dream life right now? How is it for you, Faisal? I feel that I am living the dream life. And when when was the last time that we remember go, taking the public transport to work, facing all the crowds and rushing from one location to the other location and not forgetting taking coffee prior to going to the office? Yeah, and um, I always hear people complaining about the pandemic and how impactful it is in our life. Shouldn't we be grateful for the change and how awesome our lives are right now? For once, um, I'm grateful that we are working from home. We have more time to spend with our family. We can wake up late. We can have our breakfast. You can even have a first meeting without taking shower. How cool is that? And and in some some company they 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 encourage you not to even turn on your video, so you yeah. can hide behind the screen. Some some of those calls without video you can take on a walk right and then just be in the park. And although I'm feeling a lot of gratefulness right now thinking about it, I do think that there are so many positive changes coming from from pandemic and this big change that without asking for our permission just happened. And on the other hand, there is there is this a little bit of um, big mismatch that some people are saying, hey, we are great at our company. We are growing. More people are coming. We are handling it fantastically. There are even some people I've never met in real life. And to work together, amazing. Like my team was never better. The company is growing. We're having more sales. It's fantastic. Like I've heard many other people for them, pandemic was cruel, but for us, amazing. And then on the other hand, there are all the statistics that finding work-life balance was never more challenging. I hear for so many friends that like workday was never longer, even, you know, they are still in the same company. And they say like, I used to always be at six at home now with my work, my computer clothes. And now sometimes eight, nine, and I'm still like reporting something. I'm still catching up with work. Then there are the statistics and articles showing that there is a huge fatigue, so many employee turnovers, stress, and unbalance with work. So what's true? Like <laughs> how to navigate it? Are we living our dream jobs and dream lives at, at the moment? 
or is it or is it not going that well and we are actually handling it super badly and we are just in denial is it awesome or not well i think it's awesome on one hand on the other hand it's not that bright uh, i remember about two years ago when we were all talking about how leaders should change their mindset to accept people working remotely or to have female working from home and for for the dads or single at least to have some flexibility between working in the office and at home but fast forward two years later everything changes drastically and now we are in in this stage where on one hand we love working remotely on the other hand we have to face with the reality mm. that is remote work burnout so what is remote work burnout before you answer that question just you know I'm living in Berlin and this is a very important topic for me. And on the other hand, at the same place, I do want to note that the statistics are just terrible because in most of the households, like all over the world, it was females who suffered from homeschooling. It was females who take on like take on the role of caring for kids till either losing the job or needing to quit or needed to change it to part-time or even closing your business if you were a business owner. So Very sad. Yep. So, Thank you for highlighting that awareness. I mean, like, I, I do agree with you that uh, things doesn't change then and now that we are still facing with this problem, especially for, for parents and, and still wherever we are in the world, people still have some assumption that one gender is higher than the other, whereas at the same time, we are trying to achieve gender equality. And that sounds like an awesome topic for another episode. Yeah. So coming back, what <laughs> coming is remote back. burnout? Yes, please. Please share that with me and the listeners. Remote work burnout is when employees fall into a state of emotional or mental exhaustion caused by prolonged stressful professional experiences and is signaled by feeling emotionally drained and not being able to meet the demands of your workplace. So tell me, Susanna. If you are currently working for somebody, do you feel that you are having this draining mm. feeling and that you are not able to meet the demand of your workplace because right now we are enjoying all the flexibility we have working remotely? So actually, this is, this is a very good question. I'm not working for someone. <laughs> I'm self-employed. Um And I, I cannot, like watching some of my friends and family members, I honestly can't, I can't imagine working for someone exactly for these reasons. I, I see and I observe it within my close ones, but also the teams that I'm working with, that it's just crazy. The amount of work, the expectations and the given time frame is just, it's just not possible. How many people are there having every day back-to-back -back meetings online sitting you know and then like most of them people are actually with cameras on so you sit there watch that screen from nine to five and then on top of that you still need to do some other work it's crazy i think it's crazy and i'm i'm so not surprised that we are facing remote remote burnout it's it's not like it used to be that you can just you know the pc was standing in your office and you were just leaving and then going home and it was done Sometimes, you know, you still reopen it and go back at eight, nine, 10. Just this one thing, you know, just before tomorrow. 
just before going to sleep instead of just doing something for yourself? How is it for you? Like, what's your experience? What are you observing at, at your workplace, among your friends and family? Well, I'm working for some for a company. And fortunate enough that uh, we are working permanently uh, from home. But of course, from time to time, I still have to go back to office to attend uh, a big meeting or an, a critical meeting. But I do see the differences between working from home and at the office. When I'm working at the office, we know that, say, by 5.50 p.m. in the afternoon, it's about time for us to leave the office. And it's natural. It's a natural feeling that the boss acknowledged that, oh, it's 5.50. It's time for you to go home. However, if you're working from home, it's different. They are willing and they don't mind to extend the meeting even beyond 6 p.m. for yeah. some reason. There is uh, this, I sense that there is this un, like unasked permission that since we're working like kind of flexible because of the home office, because of maybe the homeschooling, and then some people naturally were catching up in the evenings, where some people, like I'm this type of person, I'm a night all, I actually love working in the evenings and like early night. And then since some people do that, we escape this, you know, like, oh, you shouldn't write an email like outside of the working hours because now the working hours are not fixed so strongly, right? What yeah, and, and <laughs> importantly, is, uh, you, you can see that the expectation comes naturally. When you're at home, this is your expectation. You're supposed to attend meeting wherever the meeting is being scheduled. But the yeah. expectation in the office is different because they know that you have a one-hour break for lunch. So how do we overcome this? Before we get there, I actually want us to stop for a second and look into, is, there, is this remote, remote burnout different from the normal burnout that we used to experience? And how, how we can even spot it? What are some early symptoms? How can we, you know, like spotting it early is the first step not to go there. How can we do that? Like, and is it different from the burnout in the normal face-to-face office work style? Let me try to, to give one good example of Please. normal burnout. So I remember, I can recall clearly that uh, a normal burnout for me in the office is you tend to be too focused on the things that you're doing and you naturally, you realize that your body is telling you, urging you to stand up and just go to the pantry and take coffee. As compared to when I'm at home, I don't have this urge of, let's say, going to the toilet or going for a walk. For some reason, I, I have no idea why. It's just probably the environment, the settings are different between work and at the office. It's just that at home, you f- you, I have this feeling that the faster that I can finish the, the work, it will give me more time for me to do other things. Yeah, this wrong spiral, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But by doing that, once you've completed your job or your work earlier, you realize that there are more works being sent to you to complete it. Of course, yeah. Two things that I want to mention here and building up on what you said. Well, first one in the face-to-face work setup, there is a chance that other people can, you know, see that you're not doing well. There's just more interaction contacts, right? Even outside of the meeting, someone is just passing by or they can observe a difference in your behavior. Like, oh, we used to grab a coffee and now you're always busy. 
or you're often not in the mood or you look down like another day in a row, right? Like there was just this more tiny little things that we can pick up. And now when we see each other, just, I don't know, for um, for one meeting in the morning, then maybe some at the end of the day, you know, like it's way easier to just show up on that meeting. Like, so as you said, sometimes even without camera, so you cannot see. And it's difficult to hear that in a voice. On some of those meetings, some people don't even say a word. So then you're not getting any signals from that person. So you cannot pick up on anything, right? So that's one thing. It's just harder to, to spot for other people that something is changing. But then the same for you, you know, like if you are getting that path into the burnout and you would need to be in the office showing up with people, there is this like moment when you when you also realize, oh, like, oh, I, I, we used to go for a coffee and now I don't want to do that. Maybe something is off with me, right? Or like noticing that, oh, more people asking like, are you okay? How are you? Like, or commenting, you look tired, right? So, so like you also hear that feedback, hopefully, you know, <laughs> in a healthy workspace. So that's one part. And the other part is when you're at home, there is something, I don't know, magical about home that we, when you like your home, you want to be there. It feels good. And it's different, like, and you feel comfortable, right? So when I'm, even now, like we are recording this episode, I'm sitting here in front of my, my computer to take a break. I would just go and there, lie down on my couch. Where at office, I wouldn't do that. If I need to have a break, then I would just go for a walk not to see people from the office to have, you know, to have some space for myself, right? So that's the difference. And when I'm at home, you describe it beautifully. Like I have the same. I need to remind myself going for a walk is better for me than going and lie down on that couch. So maybe, sure, maybe I can lie down for five minutes to stretch my body, but then let's go and take this walk because that's what my body actually needs. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you, Susanna, on, on this. So uh, starting this year, I, I told myself, remind myself uh, a couple of times that I, I will tr- make myself ensure that for every one hour, I will at least stand up for five to 10 minutes. And wow. I'm also u- wearing the, the eye watch so that I can know how long I stand and how long I've been sitting down. So this is, is, is not kind of a new year resolution. It's not, it's just more of taking care of my health so that you can be more productive for the, the whole day rather than just sitting down because sitting down prolonged sitting down is also not good for your for your backbone yeah for for none of your body our body was made for movement (laughs) so even when we sit it's actually good to just move a little bit even if it's just swinging from one side to the other or just moving your hands you know like our body was just made for movement so like the more still we sit the more unnatural it is for our bodies and at the same time i yeah I also have that, you know, like having an awareness that something is good for ourselves and our bodies. It's totally different story than to make that. Sometimes I'm just so tired. I think, yeah, I will, I will do that run or walk tomorrow. And then half, half an hour later, I feel even worse. And I'm like, okay, I'm exhausted. I don't want to go out, but I will go at least for five minutes, you know, just five minutes. And then the moment you like you do that, you actually start to feel better. And then it's easier to, you know, to change this five minutes to, to 10 minutes or 20 minutes 
and just actually go and give this body some some movement. mixing a little bit you know how to spot it what to do about it let's move <laughs> into yeah how to actually address this let's say we didn't manage to to prevent it um you are noticing it or you know you are having a burnout or you are noticing one of your colleagues or your employees is having a burnout how to address it how to talk about it at the workspace uh, and what can we do to support each other either getting out of it or not even going that direction. Let's split this into two, since we are talking about burnout in the office and burnout from working remotely. So I kickstart with how to address or notice when we are working remotely. We must make a point to, to take breaks in between uh, our workday. One of the good things is to set a timer. Just set a timer for every one hour. You just need to stand up for the next five or 10 minutes, just walk about or something. Or you can even just go, go to your corridor and take a walk. And the next, the next one is to, uh, what we practice, although we are working, re- for me and my colleagues, we are working remotely. We have a, like a, we call it a fun time. At any time of the day, we can just call each other and just, just chit-chatting. Good thing is our our company allows us to to put in our on in our timesheet as fun time. So which means you don't naturally do anything, but it's just more of like talking to your colleagues and enjoying. Oh, that's beautiful! I love that. Well, a friend told me before that we are a social creature. We we need to socialize. We need to talk. So in a way, that that will help to to ease your burnout to to make you feel relaxed to make you forget about work momentarily. And then you can go back to work. For the next category of uh, at the office, I think the office is good to also still have maintain that 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 fun time. And and how do you notice that you are almost approaching to burnout? Is when you you know sometimes you can feel that your eyes are like twitching, and you are starting to to rub your eyes. These are some one one of the few signs that you are actually going into the you know uh mental draining phase i know that some people don't want to do that because if what what happens if my boss see me to me when when i did that before i wasn't questioned at all because we, we all know that we have some responsibility we, we're just taking a break that's the the few points that i can share so what about you well the um first of all I'm just so astonished that I think this is the first episode ever that we just agreeing all the time with each other. <laughs> um, what a change. And um, I want to I wanna know that also for our listeners because that means this is a very important topic that is still um, overlooked. We kind of, you know, doesn't matter how many articles are there, people are still not doing enough, especially not on the top of the companies as we know the example goes from there so if you as a as a manager as a leader as a company owner as a c-suite person if you are not setting an example 
And if you are not talking about it with your, with your employees and with your managers, well, that's the first step that you actually should be doing. Don't assume your people know. Don't assume that it's clear how we are working right now since those hours got a little bit more flexible in some places and totally flexible in some other places, right? So let's just have that conversation and let's be clear what's allowed, what's not allowed. Can I have a fun time during my nine to five working hours? Is that, is that okay if I'm catching up the work later on? So that's one thing. The other thing that I, I know for myself, um, and I'm always so embarrassed, but I, I still do that, do that like almost every day, really. <laughs> and that is when I'm working at home, I'm working during my lunch. <laughs> I'm making my food and yeah. And while I'm eating, I'm still working. So I'm not actually taking a lunch break often. <laughs> oh, that was even like a little bit like um, outside of my comfort zone to share it with so many people but that's true i try to compensate for that later on <laughs> not always successfully um so so i love how you're saying like be aware if you have a um, smartwatch use it if you have your you know like then if not use your phone or just have some fixed times of the day that you know by this time i just have to even just stand up from my chair and even walk around the room to let whatever we're doing, just sink in a little bit in your head and in your body. It's really, 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 really important. So that's one thing. And on the other side, um, I actually want to normalize it. It's normal that it's happening. And maybe for some people, you know, when, when they really like their job, it's just more challenging to, to stop, to say no, because you are actually enjoying what you're doing. And also I want to normalize it is difficult. We are both very aware people are on that topic and we're all sharing that for us it's difficult and i think it's just difficult for for everyone so let's let's have that let's keep that in mind it's just challenging in this remote setup to remember about the breaks that we need to schedule those fun times with friends or colleagues it's not like we can just pop up there and ask them hey coffee break yay i'm taking my cup and here we go no, it's, it needs to be a little bit more planned and scheduled. It needs more being more proactive, more, you know, doing around that to make it happen. And still, even when we do all of that, it can still happen that we have a burnout. This is just normal. So let's not, let's not ignore it. And the more we talk about it, the more normal we do it, then like this is not something to be embarrassed about. It's not that you did something wrong. It's just... I don't know, the same as you can get um, cold. You can go and be blaming yourself. Oh, maybe I didn't put a scarf. Maybe I didn't do whatever. Sometimes you do everything just perfectly and you still get sick. We get sick. Our bodies get sick. Our minds get sick. It's fine. It's not okay that we don't address it. It's not okay that we stigmatize it and it's not okay that we don't talk about it. Maybe benefiting so much from this remote working or are we in denial? Are we missing something? Are we ignorant about, you know, maybe my company is, go is growing, but my people aren't happy. <laughs> How is it? Uh, I think it's somewhere in between all these trees. Uh, I do tend to agree with you that we are in the denial mode, that we 
don't have remote burnouts, but we do. Maybe we don't realize it, what are the signs and symptoms that we are experiencing it. Uh, of course, on the other hand, we are grateful also that we are working remotely, that we have some flexibility. Uh, but of course, uh, the things that we have to realize is that we need to set the expectations right. Uh, I believe that when you set the expectation right from the beginning between your bosses and you, so you know how to or, and when to leverage uh, your, your fun time or when you need to schedule time for you to take breaks in between. Mm. And also at least your, your, your boss is aware that, say for example, if, if your boss are not able to find you online and they know that, okay, during this moment, you are probably taking a break and he or she is aware that you are a responsible person and you will still try to compensate those work by doing it after office hour. In summary, we need to set the expectation, right, between you and your boss. Yeah, so I feel like we're getting back into, <laughs> it comes from the top. It comes from the top. It needs to be designed. It needs to be addressed. And I also, like, I feel like it's very important to, to mention that now, it's not going away. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe we managed to, to fight this pandemic, but the, the work, the remote work style will stay with us. There are so many benefits. So this is going to be our reality in the future. The sooner we actually really start to adapt and start to, you know, design around it, the better for us. You know, in, in a few years, five, ten from now, it will be a standard because there are many benefits. And I'm actually one of those people who, <laughs> who are really enjoying this, this remote setup. Um, although, like, as you said, I, I need to actively remind myself it's time for a break. <laughs> um, I also have a few friends that I call during the, the day just to have that coffee time. Sometimes I go for a walk. Um, I have a few neighbors here that are willing to just take a break, have a coffee and go for a walk. Um, to have a sense of community as well. But you also can do it with your, with your colleagues from work, even if you're in different places of the, of the earth. It takes some arrangement, but having a work-life balance and not getting into burnout in the face-to-face setup also needs some arrangements that it doesn't happen. Now, the arrangements are maybe a little bit different. <laughs> so we just have to take that into account. So I think this is a perfect place to wrap up our episode. And let's wrap it up with giving one or two tips or suggestions for you and for me that we think they need to be addressed at the company so that employees are not hitting into a burnout. doesn't matter if it's a remote burnout or a face-to-face or a hybrid-style burnout. What is top on your list? What do you think a manager or leader should discuss? Top on my list... Uh, will be the resources and mm-hmm. the scheduling. So, for example, as a manager, you you should be able to no, you should know who are the people working on whatever projects, and you should also remind them to stagger or space out the meetings. And although that you are going to get somebody from another team to attend your meeting, you should also should be mindful of his or her meeting schedule. So I would say that you must avoid a back-to-back meetings for, say, in the duration of four hours. I don't think it's good for your body and for your mind if you have a back-to-back meeting for four hours straight. 
Yeah. It's just I, I love seems that. like counterproductive yeah. for, for, as an individual. And as a, as a very like super short tip here, you know, the easiest thing is just if you really have like a day when you need to have a lot of meetings, just keep them short. Maybe you can change them from one hour to 45 minutes, from 30 to 20 minutes. And then that will leave this few minutes in between, which is actually extremely important for the person to just even stand up and stretch. Okay, thank you. Before that, before that, I just have one point to add. And I think this is something that uh, we have to think about it, uh, that it is okay to say no. Mm. Maybe both us as an individual and our leaders need to to realize that it's okay for people to say no, not to attend something for a meeting. Mm. We should give them the, the, the opportunity to, to make that decision rather than enforcing that, you, hey, you need to so attend. So important. So important. Thank you for mentioning that. So important. Um, on my side, I want to add um, what you were talking before about expectations, but slightly from a different um, side. As a leader and as a person, as everyone, you shouldn't put an expectation that you need to recognize that someone is, or you are hitting into burnout. Um, it's okay not to see that. We are humans. We don't have to know everything. <laughs> we don't have to spot everything. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Either maybe there is a structure within your organization um, and there is someone who can help you. In the bigger organization, normally the HR, they will have some questionnaires and they should on a regular basis just be checking in. So maybe ask them for having a regular reports or adding a few questions that will help spotting um, burnout. And also if, if you don't have, um, if you're not a big organization, you don't have an HR uh, system, and just, you know, there are so many external people that you can hire and that they can also uh, help you go for that transition. And secondly, a second tip from me would be to really remember that you as a leader are setting the example. If you are not taking care of yourself, don't expect that your employees will be taking care of themselves. You have such a huge impact on them, even remotely. It's, un it's unconscious. Sometimes we might not want to <laughs> um, accept that someone is having on us such an impact, but that's true. So start, start with yourself when you will be in a good shape, both physically and mentally you have a higher chance that your employees will be as well. If you start to address that you are too stressed, that there is too much on your plate, instead of just delegating that, you know, to have less, um, less tasks, really take care of yourself and share that. Share that with your employees. Be a real breathing, living example. Hey, in the mornings, I go for a walk or let's have that call. Do we really need to see each other? Maybe we can both just go for a walk. So start with yourself, um, don't be afraid to ask for help, and yeah, don't expect to do everything by yourself. That's on my side. That's beautiful, Zana. What a nice wrap up for this episode. 